What's up, Weeboos? Welcome back to the Weeboo Podcast. We took a semi-long break because we were both dying at work and Pat was gone in Singapore, but we're back finally with episode eight. I think it was actually a pretty decent break, to be honest with you, because it gave us time to watch the fall 2020 or fall, not fall, winter 2022 seasons episodes. God, I can't even talk in English right now, but it gave us a chance to talk to like watch at least four episodes or so of the anime that have come out for winter 2022 because usually when we start like a season we talk about just the first two three episodes and just initial impressions when a new season comes out so at least this break gave us an opportunity to collect our thoughts a little bit look at the anime that's come out and then talk about it but on top of that we wanted to kind of talk about a few different other topics that we have lined up one of them is pat finally finished or finally caught up to aot how does that feel pat you finally joined the cool kids club you know i told you i was gonna binge it and i did so i started watching it i think i binged it within three or four days it was it was a pretty short time frame but you know i i did catch up i do feel like i can be relevant yeah you could finally Say that you're a true weeboo now that you watch the most mainstream anime that's probably out there besides maybe naruto but we i definitely want to touch on that i know in the last podcast episode we kind of made a promise that we will not talk about spoilers re- related to aot so i don't really want to talk about the content but just more so your viewing experience and just like your overall thoughts of what's happened thus far and then the other thing that's kind of happened over the last two, three weeks that or within the last two, three weeks when we took a break was Crunchyroll released their anime awards nominees and the voting's already closed at this point. But at least for me, I was able to kind of just partake in the voting process. But I thought it'd be interesting just to talk about all the categories and then what the nominees are. Maybe if there were any snubs out of what's been nominated, like shows or characters or directors or songs that should have been included in the voting process because i think when i looked over the list when i was going to the voting there was a few that came to mind so i definitely want to get your thoughts on that because i'm sure you were way too busy to take a look at that so yeah yeah you know it's it's been a quiet couple weeks for me in terms of anime um beside the fact that you know i was watching aot so it's been interesting. I don't think I've actually watched as much Winter 2022 as you have. I mean, I'm watching the big ones right now, but I need to catch up. Um, and I'm actually looking forward to it a bit just to like start some new anime. But I'm still kind of... I don't really know where to start. <laughs> so maybe we can talk about that. But yeah, I think it's going to be funny to talk about these anime awards. And, you know, just kind of what my take on them are yeah maybe we could touch on the winter 2022 stuff at the end because to be honest with you it's pretty bad <laughs> and I, I don't want to say that it's worse than maybe summer 2021 from last year because we do have two really good anime but i think you'll be thoroughly disappointed when you start watching shows again i think so too i mean I haven't really glanced at any rankings or any uh, initial ratings, but, you know, just kind of looking over on, like, art cover, um, cover art, I'm 
I haven't been drawn to anything right off the bat, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think in the end, the moral of the story is going to be just keep watching what you've been watching, aka Ranking of Kings, AOT, and Demon Slayer, because some of the new stuff that's come out has been not the most exciting stuff. And maybe this is intentional because people knew AOT and Demon Slayer were in this season and they just didn't want to compete or have to compete with that. But yeah, we could talk about that real quickly at the end there. But I, I guess we could talk about AOT first, just because I want to get your thoughts on what your, I guess, experience was binging all four or five. I don't even know how many seasons there are anymore, but however many seasons there are of AOT, you actually sat down and watched it all at once. So you can see the whole story. Did you like that you waited this long to binge it? Or do you wish that you had watched it weekly to join kind of the discussions that happen live? So I remember I've I've said I've read some of the manga um and you know rewatching it started to like re-trigger some old memories on where I left off and why I left off. Um and without going into details with like spoilers or anything, you know, right off the bat just just watching all these seasons, it's kind of interesting because you can see the different art or different basically the different take that um, some of these studios had, right? Because AOT hasn't been produced by the same studio throughout its right. run, right? So it's kind of interesting to see that development and see that take um, just to see what, what's focused on in terms of the production and the art. You can definitely tell, right, with um, the latest season with MAPPA, it's definitely got that MAPPA feel to it. And, you know, that's something I, I really realized because I was binging it. Um, basically jumping from one episode to the next, you're saying like, oh, whoa, something just changed. Like it's almost like a a different take on the same anime. And yeah. overall, this is a hot take, but I still don't think AOT is a, like one of the best shows of all time. Ooh. I mean, oh. and, and we just lost like a, Half our viewers, you know, it's it's a good show, but I just I just think I have a lot of I don't know. It just irks me sometimes the way the plot and the character progression in the show uh, kind of takes place. Um, I don't think there's as much character development as there could have been. And, you know, it's really weird because it's a pretty long running anime. Um, at least there's like at least 75 episodes, I think, because I, I watched it took me a while to binge it, like at least three to four days, which is a lot for anime, an anime standpoint for me to like get through that much. And, you know, I don't want to be I don't know if superficial is the right word, but the first season, I think they do a pretty good job. The first couple, like 12 episodes or so. And then after that, it almost seems like the anime production tries to just follow the manga too much to a T that they lose any originality in the anime. And I don't know if that really makes sense. But for example, um, when I watch Demon Slayer, right, and I've read the manga and watched the show, I feel like the studios are also trying to put their own take onto the same story versus AOT almost just feels lackluster to me. Like, 
the difference between Demon Slayer and AOT, in my opinion, is that in Demon Slayer, yeah, they probably have a lot more budget because, man, each episode in Demon Slayer just looks like it costs like as much as every single other anime out there combined. But AOT, the way they kind of progress Eren's character and kind of Mikasa, Levi, it's it just leaves me kind of just sitting there like, did they really have to do them like that? Like, couldn't they have portrayed them a bit differently to give them you know a little more backbone and and just make each character like more important than they did like i know it's a short i know it's short i know they only have 20 minutes per episode and and they try to like give everyone a little bit of sense a self a sense but before they go you know just killing off like 80 percent of the cast i just wish there was just a little bit more development and and i know that's hard to explain without really going into details because i don't want to spoil anything but overall, when I sit here watching AOT, I'm like, it's good. But even after binging it, right, like I know it comes out on Sundays. I'm not sitting here waiting for the release. I'm just like, oh, AOT's out today. Let me watch it. And and I don't even remember. The, I never finished the manga all the way to the ending. So it's not like I know what's happening. I just don't have that sense of, oh, like I want, I can't wait for the next episode. It's more just like, when is it going to end? I just want to see how they wrap it up. That, that was like kind of a lot. So I just want to like break it down into small segments. But one, I think in relation to your like, I guess, character development thing um, where they don't explain the characters well enough, I could totally see that. And then I think part of it is AOT is a really complex show. Like, I don't know if there's another anime that's just as complex as AOT. I don't even know if there's another TV show that's as complex as AOT. Like, I felt I feel like the story is so complex and there's just so many different components to it it kind of gets to a point where it's hard to follow sometimes but i think from like a devil's advocate standpoint or like from the aot stand standpoint one thing that's unique about aot is that it's basically a free-for-all like no one is it is protected by i guess no one is keto where they're just protected by this like aura of i'm just never gonna be hurt or I'm not never going to lose or I'm never going to die kind of situation where every single character can be in a situation where they can die at any point or can be in a situation where they can be the hero or can be the antagonist and I think that's part of the appeal that comes with AOT because it's just so different from the traditional shonen formula that we usually get so I think that's one thing but to your point I do think some of the character development is a bit lackluster but it's also really hard right because there's so much to explain in the plot of the story that you have to explain all that and you can't explain more or like you can't explain the characters because that's not the main focal point of AOT I think because I think with something like Demon Slayer the main focal point isn't the plot necessarily it's the appeal of the characters so you either have some kind of attachment to any of the Hashiras or you have an attachment to Inosuke Zenitsu or Tanjiro or Nezuko. And the plot of Demon Slayer is very, I don't want to say unoriginal, but it's, it's pretty unoriginal in that <laughs> it's it falls just like a traditional shonen formula versus AOT has a more complex plot. And I think the more the, the focal point of the story is a plot rather than the characters themselves, if that makes sense. No, yeah, I I think that definitely makes sense. And and I definitely agree with your comment that 
AOT is very, very complex. And you can spin it a bunch of different ways. You can focus on each character, you know, for more than what they did. And it could be better, it could be worse. I'm not saying that, you know, the show receives negative reviews because it doesn't focus on character development. I'm just saying I wish at the end of the day they did a better job at... And, and I think actually this is going back to my, my studio comment. I do think this is a bit of the studio issue that different studios are producing it because each studio does focus a bit differently on different aspects like whether they want to do fighting scenes whether they want to do art or whether they want to really focus on the background or the story of the characters mm-hmm. i think that that's one difference that you know it's hard to take another studio's work and know what know where they would have wanted to go that previous studio um and it's different to kind of just take what they did and just say like okay we're gonna like transition this into what we want to do without having some gaps and maybe some unexplained scenes from the season before uh that i really wish they had focused more on but yeah at the end of the day it's it's it is a really good anime um and i'm just trying to be like a critique here and just kind of show say like what i don't like but there are a lot of like pros to AOT as well i do think Every character is a fun character. Um, and I do like AOT because kind of like what you said, they're not really focusing on character development because I think they're leaving it up to viewer discretion to decide who do you want to support, who do you believe, who's who's basically your character in the show. They're not saying like, this is the protagonist, this is the main character, you should be like definitely supporting this character. Because they do a pretty damn good job of making you hate the main character sometimes. Yeah, I think that's part of the the story progression, though, because I, I'm not going to get into it, but I, I think you know what I mean. Like in, within the story of how it progresses, the main character obviously goes through change, you know, so I think that's part of it. But I do think to your point, I guess it is a bit hard to keep the story consistent. And I, I, I don't know if I noticed it as much because when they switched to MAPPA, right? I think it was originally with Studio and then they switched to MAPPA. There was just such a big gap for me that I just never noticed it, to be honest with you. And at the time, MAPPA wasn't MAPPA. Like, it, it isn't what it is now, right? MAPPA has completely blown up and then has produced some of these great shows that are very action heavy. And we we know we know and love them for all the action scenes and the Sakugan that... They put into the animes. So it, it was harder for me to notice. So that's something that's interesting, you know, coming from a binging perspective. Because for me, like, since I watched it weekly from back since, like, in 2013 or something, there's just these large gaps where I just lose some of that effect or lose that perspective. Yeah, that makes sense because, I mean, you can even see it in the quality of, you know, the anime that it's transitioned a lot from, you know, the original the original work. Right, right. And, you know, is it a bad thing? I guess not necessarily. It's at least good that, like, some studios are taking up the work because they feel like it deserves to be finished. I think everyone would agree that it's much better to have this completed than to just leave it open. I actually don't know why it switched to map in the first place. I don't know if they got the rights to it or uh, or they just couldn't keep up with maybe the, the amount of time and 
financials that it was going to take to produce it. Yeah, I'm not sure. It could have been like a politics thing, like a office politics thing. It could have been a what studio didn't have the the capacity to keep keep it going, or maybe they were just delaying the process. I don't know. I'm sure there's some information out there somewhere. I I just don't know what what the reason is for it. Right. But, you know, overall, you know, just to sum up my experience with AOT is it was bingeable, like very bingeable. I was able to get hooked, follow in and, and just really enjoy it and my, immerse myself. So that is definitely a, a really big positive for me that I was able to keep it going and, you know, run through the 75 episodes in like, what was that? Three, four days, which considering how busy I was means a lot. Um, I was basically watching it in the taxi rides on the way to work, watching it on my lunch break at work, and then watching it on the way back from work. And that was that that's a lot to at least say, like, you know what, I'm gonna watch this anime in my free time at work. Um, no shame. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I don't care if people see me watching <laughs> AOT. Like, it's respectable. Yeah. I mean AOT is so famous now, I feel like even non-anime watchers probably know what AOT is. It's pretty much everywhere. But going back to, I guess, your other comment where you said you didn't think AOT was the best show that you've seen so far. A lot of people consider this to be the goaded show, I feel like. If AOT isn't your goaded show, then what do you personally think is, is better than AOT? For those fans that have watched AOT, maybe they have like a hole in their heart and they're like, I need something to fill this void. What should what do you think they should watch next or what do you think is better so that they can take a try at it? Start out online. I'm just kidding. Oh I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we lost the remaining 50% of our viewers. Okay. So um I actually met some people in Singapore and we were we were having a nice hearty discussion over drinks um on anime, basically with my fellow fellow weebs out there. And it, and it came up, right? They were like, oh, you're watching AOT right now. And I said, yeah, I am. I was like, and they were like, how do you like it? I was like, you know, I was like, it's, it's okay. And it was at that moment, everyone's kind of stopped sipping their drink and kind of looked at me like, so what do you like? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I was put on the spot, but I think I made a pretty sound argument that it is a bit of preference. Like AOT is pretty action heavy but at the same time what i typically like is like that complete picture and i think everyone at that table agreed that if you had to choose something that was a bit actiony and a bit more like on the other side of the spectrum which is what i think is like steinsgate um which is more psychological more more sci-fi which i i think is a better anime and overall but it's definitely more catered to a certain genre and not everyone I understand is going to like the science gate type of genre. I think that in between of that is like code Geass. And I strongly feel that like code Geass is a better anime. Like is way is like hands down Ooh. more goaded than AOT. Ooh. These are hot takes, but at the same time, Steins gate and code Geass are both really good. So maybe it's not really a hot take because it's, it could just be a coin flip, coin flip at this point. I, I think if you hadn't started watching anime back in the 10 years ago genre and you started recently, I think definitely people would say like AOT is really good um, and it might be their goaded, you know, 
four season anime. I think for someone who watches anime in the long, like long run, like you're watching 200 episodes, I still think Naruto is probably as a story better than AOT. Oh my goodness. Like as a complete show, (laughs) as a complete show, I do think Naruto is better. But if you're trying to watch something within like four seasons, it's like not as long and, you know, not as... Naruto's very long. Like, it's a commitment. That's a whole different type of thing. That might be a commitment-like. Like, you've committed so long to something that it naturally has a place in your heart. Versus, like, AOT, Kogias are more like, I watched it, and this is what I think about it. I think Naruto is a biased thing, and to be completely honest. I think it our is. Perspective, I think it is. Or for, yeah, for anyone that is within our age range who grew up with Naruto... If we think that Naruto is the best anime, it's probably because we grew up with it. And we're totally biased to it. But, and also it goes back to like our argument, our numerous arguments we've had about how we should even consider shows when one has 1,000 episodes versus another has like 100 to like 150. Right, right. right. And and that's a very fair point because a show that has a lot longer run, it's, it's almost not comparable. Yeah, but at the same time, it's very impressive for the Naruto manga writer, the anime producers, whoever created all those fillers, you know, who kept the show going for that long and just had some kind of theme and overall plot that they followed. It's it's pretty impressive that they could keep that going for so long, right? So maybe maybe that gets some extra points too. I am pretty confident that in five years' time, Demon Slayer is going to be ranked higher than AOT. You mean in score on Mal? Yes. Really? Like, as a summation, I think the final AOT season is like a nine right now or something. It's like super, it's absurdly high, right? Demon yeah, Slayer, like I think, is like five. an eight. I don't remember what Demon Slayer is, like an eight five, maybe? I, I haven't looked. I think the original is eight five. The Entertainment District's like eight nine or eight eight. It was on the higher side of the eight, so. Yeah, and I think AOT, when it first came out, I mean, the first two seasons, I think they were either low eights or maybe mid eights. I know they weren't nine. Like, for sure, 100%, I can I can probably bet they aren't nine. But I think that's just um, kind of speaks to that as you get more into the anime, you start giving it higher scores because you're like, oh, this is so good. I'm, I'm, it's kind of that commitment thing. I think it goes back to that. I'm, I'm committed to this show. I love this show. And like, and like we've talked about in the past, right? By the time you're four season, if you didn't like it, you're not watching it in season four. So yeah. you're you're already weeding out those sixes and those sevens. And yeah, I mean, it's possible. It's very possible. I think in terms of popularity, Demon Slayer has an upper hand because it's so popular to begin with. But there's a lot of people out there that think that Demon Slayer isn't a good show. Yeah, because it's people, just so basic. Those people don't have taste in, in shonen. <laughs> it okay to to be fair to their point, Demon Slayer is a very prototypical shonen. Like there isn't anything that's necessarily unique about it, but besides the fact that it takes place in this era where like samurais and ninjas existed in like historic Japan, right? Which is very appealing to the Japanese audience and which is why the Japanese audience just pushes this anime. Like it's 
their beloved child, right? Right. Box office scores, even TV ratings right now is just absurdly high. Like how how many people are tuning into the entertainment district week after week in Japan? So I think from a popularity standpoint, it's not going to be hard for Demon Slayer to top AOT. From overall quality of the show, it's hard, I think. So you think Demon Slayer, like, as a as a plot and show, is worse than AOT? Like, just off the anime. Like, not if, like... I mean, you've read man- the manga, too, I think. The thing with AOT is the plot is complex. The script is very well written. And just how the story ties together is a lot more just complex to be quite honest than Demon Slayer ever will be so that alone makes it hard for me to say as a story Demon Slayer is better from an overall enjoyment perspective like if I'm saying which one do I like more which one do I look forward to on a weekly basis I definitely look forward to Demon Slayer more than I do AOT and we've kind of talked about why we both like Demon Slayer so much and honestly just might be because we're both Japanese to be honest with you and it's hard for me from like a critique standpoint to say Demon Slayer as a story is better. It's, yeah, it's it's a hard sell, I think. I think when Demon Slayer wraps up, you're probably going to be right because all shonens wrap up in a similar fashion, right? Yeah. It's too similar to like the... Maybe this is just going to be my hot takes. Maybe I'm just on a hot take to have a day. But... You know, another anime produced by Wit Studio that I think if it had a full run, which I I don't I haven't looked up if it's gonna get a full run, but I think is better than AOT is, is Vinland Saga. Uh, I can see it. I think D- if, Did you if watch Vinland Saga? I did. And if we're talking about depth, I think Vinland Saga has that potential to be have way more way more depth as a story than AOT. It's that's kind of true because Vinland Saga is just the prologue of the entire story, and a lot has already happened, right? And I don't know if it's gonna if it's gonna get the complete run. But if we're talking about first season, the first season, and you know, Vinland Saga is better than AOT, where and AOT's first season, I will I will probably die on that hill. I don't think I mean as a story, Vinland Saga hasn't been complete. It's not it's nowhere near completion, right? So it's yeah. hard to really judge the two. But if we're talking just on like first season to first season depth, I think Vinland Saga wins. I can see it. Vinland Saga as a prologue is actually really good. Um, I haven't finished the entire show yet, to be quite honest. I'm like kind of stuck. <laughs> but the first like 15 episodes or so like captured me so quick. I was just pretty sold on it. I don't know. Like, I, I do have a lot of people tell me like AOT is their favorite show of all time. Over the past ten years, like AO, I mean AOT is is going to be their number one, and I respect it. I just think those people haven't seen enough anime. I I do agree with you there. I do think a lot of people that watch AOT don't watch a whole lot more anime, and because of that, like they default to AOT being the goat. So they don't, they definitely don't have the full breadth or the full spectrum that we do, but. It's hard to still argue against AOT being the goaded anime up to now. Mm, maybe, I guess, because Geass and Science Gate are a bit older, right? If you're talking a new generation, I guess, I guess I could see it. I guess I could see people's reasoning for it. But at the end of the day, I, I just, 
I don't know. It's good. It's good. AOT is a good show. I'd, I'd give it like an 8, 2, 8, 3. It's not a 9. And you, you're just all about hot takes recently. Saying Mushoku Tensei is not in your top 10 of 2021. Then saying AOT is an 8, 3. <laughs> Hey, 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 apparently based on the recommendations for Anime of the Year awards, a lot of people agree with me there. No, there's no way Mushoku Tensei shouldn't be in the top 10. <laughs> there's there's just no way. Considering you didn't even have AOT in there or Odd Taxi because you didn't even watch the shows. I didn't watch AOT until recently and I didn't watch Odd Taxi. So I can't, I can't judge those two. Well, I guess this is a good segue to the Anime Awards thing because I want to talk about a few few of these because they're kind of interesting. But the Anime Awards are pretty interesting every year in that usually the most hyped show of the whole year just dominates all of the Anime Awards. And it in the end, you know, the people that are voting are weebs like us who have a bias towards certain shows because they, they like it, you know, which is totally fine. But in the end, it's most, mostly like a popularity contest, right? Whoever votes more for a show, like that show is going to win all these awards. What, I guess, is your take on the anime awards? Like, I think the last two years or so, Jujutsu Kaisen, Demon Slayer, and AOT have just been like completely dominating. And two, should some of these categories include shows that are in their second part or has already won previously because it kind of overshadows some of these hidden gems that we've seen in 2021. I think I really think it's fair to include a second season because the second season, it, it takes a lot of work to have a good second season. How about something like Jujutsu Kaisen where it's like core two, right? I think it was a weird hybrid half, half between 21 and 2020. Like it continued into the year, but Honestly, Jujutsu's second season, or I don't know if you want to call it a second season, but it was really good. And if anything, maybe it should have gotten like Best Newcomer Award in 2020 and not really won Anime of the Year because it hadn't completed. Maybe you really can't... Maybe you shouldn't be up for Anime of the Year if, you're, if your season's still continuing on. Yeah, because I mean, last year, Jujutsu Kaisen Core 1 won Anime of the Year. And now... For anime of the year this year, Jujutsu Kaisen Core 2 is a nominee. Right, because, I mean, it's going to be the same thing. Um, Like, another show, right, that's on this anime of the year award is Ranking of Kings. But it's not really complete yet. So, in that same logic, if Ranking of Kings won this previous year, and then it won next year, it'd be the same thing, right? But it's still really all one season. Exactly. And and I don't know how I feel about that. That makes it complicated. I, see, I don't mind like AOT being on here because it was a season, right? Like it got a full part one of a season in winter 2022, which is fine. And then it's going to be in this or sorry, in winter 2021 and it'll be in winter 2022 again. Like it's at least getting like 13, 13 episodes and like segments rather than it being in one whole streak i don't know maybe it's just it's the same thing i think yeah and it's just weird because the calendar year that these anime of the year awards it doesn't really follow the anime like 
time scale. I, honestly, it's it's very complicated. But yeah, I think I think you can justify it, and I think you can be against it. And you almost have to have two separate categories, like best new anime and best like running anime. And then yeah, maybe, maybe you can like just have best completed. You know, yeah, most well liked anime of the year, and that can include something like Jujutsu Core Two. I like personally, if you asked me, I think Jujutsu deserved to be on anime of the year because it did run pretty long into this year. But I do know it. It won. I mean, we talked about how it won last year, right? So it does make it complicated. But Jujutsu could have spaced out their anime. They could have broken it up, but they didn't. So I think they do deserve some credit for that. I guess if you do the full 13 episodes of a season, so let's just say Jujutsu did the full 13 in fall 2020, right? And then did the full 13 in winter 2021. I guess then it's fine. I guess. Like I'm just kind of salty. Yeah, that's fair. It's just like I don't know how else you could break it up. Yeah. Well, I guess that kind of sets the tone here for the anime awards and how they do it. But I just want to go through some of these categories, get your thoughts on what you would personally vote for, and also if you think that they're missing something, like you think something else should be in the anime of the year category, or you think something else should have been nominated for another category because i do i do think there's some things that get overlooked because it's just not all that popular but starting with the anime of the year nominees so for those that have either voted or have not voted i'll just list out everything so as a reminder to the audience the nominees for anime of the year for the crunchyroll anime awards for 2021 are 86 which we've kind of talked about and AOT, Final Season Part 1, Jujutsu Kaisen Core 2, Odd Taxi, Ranking of Kings, and Sunny Boy. What would you vote for out of these six anime? And also, is there anything else you would have included? I'm sure you would have included uh, Assassin in here, but any other shows you would have Hey, hey Assassin, I don't know if it, I, I didn't put it in the top six. Let's remember that. <laughs> If we had to go with six, it wasn't in the top six. Um, But, you know, out of the six that you just named, I would vote for 86. Okay. So I think if I had one vote, that would be my number one. I do like Ranking of Kings, so that would probably be my number two. And we all know Sunny Boy's not getting any votes, so that, that needs to get out of here. I, I, I still don't understand how that made it to that list. I'm very confused. I've is Sunny read... Sunny Boy's not even on Crunchyroll. That's what even makes me more confused. Well, the anime awards is any anime that's released, right? So I guess that part's fine, but I've read a lot of people say that Sunny Boy is a good show um recently just because I saw this in the anime awards um nominee for anime of the year. I still don't understand a damn thing that goes on in that anime. I'm just, maybe I just have this like tiny monkey brain that can't pro- process anything that's going on in Sunny Boy. But a lot of people just, I guess, think it's visually appealing and has good storytelling, script writing. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know, man. I don't think you can ever convince me that Sunny Boy should be in the top top anime of the year. Um, 
Like, yeah. where the hell is Vivi at? You can tell me Vivi is worse than Sunny Boy? Come on now. Yeah. I could totally see Vivi being in here, obviously. I could obviously see Mushoko being in here because I like the show so much. Um, Fruits Basket, the final season, I don't know why that's not even in there. I think those are the big ones I could think of off the top of my head. Tokyo Revengers, maybe, because of how popular it was. I honestly think it. ReZero Part 2 was not bad. Like, if we're, if, we're, if, Sun, <laughs> if if Sunny Boy is in this, like, we... we I got a shout-out where the shout-out should be, so... I think ReZero should get a mention. At least be an honorable mention. Yeah, I mean, we just listed off five or six shows that could easily replace Sunny Boy here. And... I'm surprised just by Sunny Boy being in there. But, like, this kind of goes back to my point. These five or six shows that we just listed out, like, they don't have a chance at the end of the year because AOT and Jujutsu Kaisen and Demon Slayer are in it every single year. <laughs> year after year after year. You know? Yeah, this would almost be like if Naruto Shippuden was on there, like, every year while it ran. Because yeah, exactly. Jujutsu is going to be running for a while, and same. I mean, AOT is going to be finishing up. And honestly, to be completely honest, that first part of season four that Mappa produced, that was where I was like, "Eh, it's okay." You're talking about the part one of the final part season. Part one right? of the final season, and I know everyone was I very agree. hyped about it. Every everyone who. In, the, in 2021, was like, oh my god, season four, the final season is lit. It's so good. To me... Really? I don't think it's that good. Yeah, I, that's what I was saying. I, I didn't like the way MAPPA kind of took a turn on it. And I didn't even think the fighting scenes were done that well. I didn't even think there were that many fighting scenes, no. There were, I mean, yeah, there was like that two episodes of the fighting. Um, right at the beginning. Yeah. Um, And then right at the end, I believe. But... Yeah, the this first part of it, man, I don't think AOT was that good. On that, on the, we're, we're just talking just season four, or the final season part one. I don't think final season part one is that great either. I do think season three part two was like insanely epic. <laughs> season three part two was pretty epic when when everything starts coming together. Yeah, and but they're. The final season is what's nominated for anime of the year. Yeah, I don't think it actually deserves anime of the year, to be honest. And when we did the top 10 anime of 2021, right? Like, I didn't put it at the top for a reason. But if I had to guess who, like, if I had, was a betting man and had to bet on one show that's going to win it, it's obviously AOT because it's just popular. I still would place my bets on 86. I'd be shocked if 86 wins. I hope someone has some sound judgment. Yeah, I'd be shocked. I can see Jujutsu winning again. I I think the Jujutsu Core 2 was way better than AOT Final Season Part 1. Well, Core 2 is also like all fighting scenes, right? From Jujutsu. It was also produced very well. Produced by the same person. That's true. As AOT. And I think Jujutsu needed to have that very strong ending to like build up for their movie. I don't know. Like The Anime of the Year Awards, I mean, they're kind of sus- in that the six that got nominated i don't even know how they got nominated it's almost like everyone got one vote and then like a secondary vote and a third vote and you know it feels like there's like the people who voted like oh show i'm a shonen stan i'm voting aot jiu-jitsu 86 is my top three and then there's that other crowd that were like 
uh, like to think of themselves as like deep Easter egg hunters in anime looking for secondary meanings and uh, behind like behind the words type meanings. And those are the people who would be like, ah, oh, Taxi, Sunny Boy, and Ranking the Kings. Yeah, it's like, it's like it's two, very clear, right? two groups of people putting their number ones in. And I, I can almost guarantee that someone wouldn't have said like Jujutsu, AOT, and Odd Taxi would be my top three. Yeah, I don't know. You would have to watch a lot of anime for Odd Taxi to be in anyone's top like three. So it's very inter- It's a very interesting um, list for anime of the year. Yeah, that's definitely true. Well, we will see how it plays out. I think on February eighth, I think is when the results come out. But. We could kind of just switch over to the next section here. So best boy nominees. We have Senku, Dr. Stone. We love Dr. Stone, you know. Two is Miyamura, Izumi from Horimiya. Oh, is Horimiya not on Crunchyroll? doesn't have a link, but I swear I watched on Crunchyroll. Oh, maybe not. I guess it was on Funimation. Um, Odokawa from Odd Taxi. Bochi from Ranking of Kings. We love Bochi. And... Ken from Tokyo Revengers and Manjiro from Tokyo Revengers. Who would you put your vote in? For these six, um, I would probably put Ken from Tokyo Revengers or Draken. That's the name he goes by most of the time in the anime. But I haven't watched Autax and I, watch, I haven't watched Horimiya. Senku's all right. I wouldn't choose Bochi. I love Bochi, but I don't think he's like the best boy award. Yeah, I could see people putting bochi because of this i guess sympathetic empathy i don't know how to exactly say it but the feels you get from the character and i don't think senku will win i don't think otokawa will win so if i had to make a bet i thought it was one of the guys from tokyo revenger just because of how popular tokyo revenger is and it's very interesting that they had two you know choices from tokyo avengers but tokyo avengers didn't even make like an honorable mention in anime of the year but i don't know like i don't know if you've seen tokyo avengers i've only seen to like episode 10 or something mikey is a very dark character so it's interesting how he'd be like a best boy award he'd be more of like the he's a very he's like the aaron of season four you know of aot yeah like very confusing dark personality not really sure what's going on through their heads like you almost want to support them you you like them at times, but other times you're just like, you know, this person is on my shit list for the week. I think people could think he's cool, but I think that's about it. That's probably about it. But I think that's why yeah. Draken is on there because, yeah, Tokyo Avengers just has, I mean, it's a, it's a, obviously a male, it's basically mostly males, and Draken's just a very likable character in the anime. He's almost like the yeah, one you want to like that. support, throw you like your full support behind. Um, so, out of those, I would choose Draken. And I don't normally uh, think when I watch anime, best boy, like this guy's going on my best boy award. So I don't even know who else I would choose. I'd probably have to look through the look through the rankings, like of who I who I'd consider. But you know, based off of the anime of the year recommendations, I probably would think Yuji Itadori. Uh, Itadori? Itadora? From Jujutsu? I would think he would probably... I would I would have thought he would have been on there. See, that's where um, where I would give you, I guess, the argument of why isn't Gojo on here? Everyone loves Gojo. 
Yeah, unless he won last year and and they didn't want to put him on. But then it comes back to like, does someone want to be on there two, two years in a row? Yeah, Jujutsu's in anime of the year again. Like, just throw Gojo on there again. <laughs> like, yeah. What? I guess that's like where like the consistency is not always there. But I've personally voted for Izumi from Horimiya just because I didn't watch Tokyo Revengers. But if I had to bet, it was like who's going to win. I, I'm for sure going to bet for one of the Tokyo Revengers people. All right. Best girl. All right. This category, I think you're kind of screwed because I don't even think you watched half these shows. So the first person is, gosh, I don't even know how to say her <laughs> is this her first or last name? Vladilena Melize from 86. Todu Honda from Fruits Basket. Nobara Kugisaki from Jutsu Kaisen. Sarasa Watanabe from Kageki Shoujo. I, don't, I have no idea what show that is. Shoko Komi from Komi Can't Communicate. And I Oto from Wonder Egg Priority. I think you've only watched like two of them. That is correct. Right? I've watched Nobara Kugisaki. And Vladelina Milize? Milizi? I don't know. I guess out of those, I'd have to choose 86. Cause, yeah, but the, the weird thing is she, she, she doesn't exist in the second se- the second half of it. Yeah. Completely disappears. It completely disappears. But in the first part, she's kind of she's kind of cool. She's kind of cool in the first part. I agree. Who would this you a, choose? This is a quick one. But who would you choose? I pick Komi. I pick Komi. Okay. Because I, mean, I love Komi. That's fair. I think like based off of cover art, I like, I like Komi's cover. Oh, Comey's art. Like, I could see that. The art from the show is just too good, so. And she's just very good, likable character, so. But if we're giving shout-outs to, like, you know, best girls, where's, uh... What are you going to say, Assassin? Where... <laughs> I was going to say, where's Vivi at? Oh, yeah, that's true. That's very true. Vivi not being here is... Is Vivi considered a girl, though? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> she's like technically not a human so so i guess her and destiny from tacked up would go in their own category best half girl uh, yeah <laughs> or <laughs> best ai <laughs> best controversial uh and then you can throw slime in there too like i don't know if i should be liking this person because they aren't human <laughs> <laughs> they'll have a new category non-humans at some point it'll it'll be the uh i'm going to hell category (laughs) (laughs) all right best protagonist is this is where it kind of gets a little weird to some degree so for best protagonist there's aaron yeager from aot this man's not a protagonist no i'm convinced this man's not well this man's not a protagonist well in the next category you'll you'll see what happens but he's in the best protagonist what did this best... what did this guy do in protagonist uh i don't know i don't know um there's yuji itadori from jutsu kaisen core 2 there's joe from megalobox 2 Odakar from odd taxi bochi from ranking kings and i oto from wonder egg priority i'm guessing you're, you're gonna go with itadori Yuji. Honestly, Bochi's a pretty good protagonist. And we're talking protagonist. That's very true. Is Yuji even... I guess he technically is a protagonist, even with... Frick, I forgot the devil's name. Inside of him. Uh, Satsum... Sat- we're so bad with names here. 
I need some I need some multiple choice answers. But uh yeah, I don't I think he is a protagonist. I think he is. Yeah, Bochi as a protagonist is actually very good. I think I would choose Bochi as a protagonist. Alright, alright. I just like One the guy. Vote for Ranking of Kings. I think I put Bochi when I voted. I put I voted for Bochi too. He's just very likable. He's a very likable guy. Yeah, you can't hate him. And I think that's what's important in a protagonist. I agree. All right, best antagonist. So this goes back to things being weird. Best anti- antagonist has Aaron Yeager from AOT, Tomura Shiragaki from My Hero Academia, Yano from Odd Taxi, Echidna, Echidna from ReZero, Ainosuke Shindo from Skate the Infinity, and Teta Kisaki from Tokyo Revengers. Okay, well, Kisaki is, first of all, a murderer, so... This guy's a straight up <laughs> devil. Anyone who likes him as an antagonist has, needs to go to a therapist and get their priorities checked out. Hey, but he, that sounds like he makes for a good antagonist. He's like a pure antagonist. He's not even a likable antagonist. He's like, this guy's scum. This guy's trash. <laughs> um, Echidna's not really an antagonist either. I kind of like her. I think she's more All of right. a protagonist than Aaron Yeager's a protagonist. If we're talking <laughs> suspect protagonists. The jabs, the jabs continue. But damn, I don't really know who I would choose here. I don't really like Shigaraki, even though I know who he is. Yeah. If I was given this choice, I'd probably have to choose Echidna from ReZero. All right, that's fair. I picked Yano by default from Taxi because he's a rapper. And all his lines are, are rapping lines. And script-wise, it's probably the best script out of all of them. That's fair. And I fair. don't know half of them. All right. Next one is best fight scene, which we kind of have a lot of options, actually. There's been a lot of good fight scenes over the course of 2021. So the first one is Aaron Yeager versus Warhammer Titan, which was a fight scene we just talked about for AOT. The second one is Naruto Uzumaki versus Ishiki Otsutsuki from Boruto Next Generations. Then we have Yuji Itadori and Aoi Todo versus Hanami from Jujutsu Kaisen Core 2. And then we have another Jujutsu Kaisen fight. Yuji Itadori and Nobara Kugisaki versus Esso and Kechizu from Jujutsu Kaisen Core 2. And then Elma versus Toru from Miss Kobayashi-san's Dragon Maid S. And lastly, Vivi versus Yugo Kakitani from Vivi Fluorite's Eye Song. I don't know if how of anything Vivi made it was the best fight scene. I'm, I know. I'm very confused. And we're oh, since I'm taking <laughs> out my shots today on AOT, the Warhammer versus Aaron Yeager was not that good of a fight scene. I think a lot of people will default to it because two of these aren't really fight scenes. So Elma versus Toto from Kobeshisan's Dragon Maid is a fight scene, but it's not really a fight scene. It's from like a slice of life-ish kind of show, so it's not really a fight fight scene. And then Vivi versus Yugo Kakitani isn't really a fight scene either. I mean, it is, but it's not as intense as the other ones, right? The other four. So I think those two would just automatically lose. It's it's really weird how they came up with these fight scenes. I would think Slime should have been in there. Slime had a really good fight scene. I think it was the Winter 21 one. Not the recent... Uh, not the recent season but the one before that Um, but even in the recent one there was a really good fight scene in slime 
So that's very interesting. Do you think Demon Slayer, the the movie, Mugen de Shahan, the the not the movie, the series counts? I think like so. The Rengoku fight scene. But but that came out like that was like just the movie remake though. Yeah, but does that count? Because it technically aired. It should count. It's definitely really good. I mean, Rengoku versus uh, Upper Tier 3 is has to be better than two of these, right? Yeah, Rengoku versus uh, Upper Rank 3 is really good. It's definitely better than Yuji and um, Nobara Kugisaki. Yeah, versus Esso and Kichizu. Yeah, that one's not that good. Um, I have had to yeah. choose. I would probably choose uh, Naruto versus Ishiki. Yeah, wasn't that supposed to be super epic i didn't watch it that was epic that like brought me back into watching boruto for a bit (laughs) i mean it's like convinced you to watch boruto is naruto (laughs) it's like a nice summary of shippuden like it's like the closure you kind of needed that's that's fair i think i voted for uh kaisen actually i voted for yuji and aoi toto versus hanami that was a really because i didn't watch naruto that was a really good scene if I watched Boruto, I probably would have picked the Boruto one just purely out of nostalgia, to be honest. I'm actually going to be really mad if Naruto doesn't win. I would be pretty surprised if it doesn't. It's either that or AOT, right? Like, everyone's either just going to default to AOT or all the people that had nostalgia from Naruto's fight scene is going to say Naruto. But that Naruto fight scene, like, sparked a huge audience or response on, like, Twitter and social media. So I feel like it has a chance. I think it should win. Yes. But, I All mean, right. let's see here. <sighs> Man, I don't agree with a lot of these Crunchyroll nominations. <laughs> this is exactly what we were trying to get at. <laughs> okay, let's move yeah. on to director then. All right, best director. We have Yuichiro Hayashi from AOT Final Season Part 1. Sung-Hoo Park from Jujutsu Kaisen Core 2. Yo Moriyama from Megalobox 2, Baku Kinoshita from All Taxi, Shingo Natsume from Sunny Boy, and Shin Wakabayashi from Wonder Egg Priority. Basically, this is all like the unique shows plus the two heavy hitters. Hmm. I'd have to choose Jujutsu because I haven't seen the other four. I mean, the other three. That's very fair. What about you? All Taxi? Yeah, I picked All Taxi. I would have picked Wonder Egg Priority had it not end the way it ended. If it ended even remotely any any percentage points better, I would have probably picked Wonder Egg. But as a whole show, Odd Taxi just, just executed much better. The director's vision is like you could see how it's been being portrayed versus Wonder Egg. If there was better directing, it wouldn't have been rushed and it wouldn't have... There wouldn't have been as many loose ends, I felt like. That makes sense. Sometimes the, the way it closes and the loose ends are really what make a a case for, you know, how a show closed and, and its overall summary in terms of director standpoint, right? Yeah, exactly. All right. So that was a pretty quick one. Best animation nominees. I think this one's kind of interesting because there's if we're just going purely off animation, right, there's an argument for a lot of these. The number of first one is Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba Mugen Train Arc, which is why I asked why is Rengoku not in the best fight scene category. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen Core 2, Miss Kobayashi-san's Dragon Maid, uh, S, Mushoku Tensei Jabba's Reincarnation Core 1, which is 
interesting. I guess they can't say both, so they just pick core one. Uh, Vivi Florets I Song and Wonder Egg Priority. You've watched five, four of these, so you have some options here. I mean the Mugen Train arc, but it's is it really fair? They had a movie budget of like an ex- absurd amount. <laughs> I mean UFO Table as an animation studio is already pretty off the charts, right? To begin with. Like they're they know how to execute their animation and their fight scenes really well. Another example is like how they they do like the Fate series, Heaven's Feel movies. And yeah, Demon Slayer's animation obviously is probably the best we've maybe the best we've ever seen, period. Maybe. But I think there's an argument for a few of these. Like I do think Mashoko's animation is really good. I do think Wonder Egg's animation was really, really good. I don't know about Jujutsu. I feel like Jujutsu is okay. I don't know if it's the best. I think Jujutsu is better than Vivi. Um, I heard a lot of really good things about Kobayashi's animation. Yeah. Kobayashi's animation is very unique, too. It's more colorful. It's... I would be happy with a Wonder Egg win or Kobayashi's Dragon Maid win. I don't think Demon Slayer should win because I don't believe you should be comparing a movie to an anime in terms of a normal run. Yeah, Wonder Egg's animation is really, really good. I so... I do like Jujutsu's a lot, but I mean, it's it's just nowadays all shonen have very good animation. So beside the few fighting scenes that Jujutsu clearly spent most of their budget on, I would say, like, as a arc, yeah, it's good. But, like, I just don't like it when everything, all the budget you can tell is put into a fighting scene. So, as a whole, yeah. I think I'd be more... F- I don't... I think Mushoko Tensei is a really good anime, and the animation is very good. But I don't think it should win over Kobayashi or Wonder Egg. And, and honestly, I haven't watched it, right? But I would probably choose... I, I can't choose Kobayashi or Wonder Egg, but I would be the most satisfied with one of those two if they won. I think I picked a Wonder Egg here. I either picked a Wonder Egg or Mushoku. I didn't want to pick Demon Slayer for the exact reasons that you've said. I wasn't blown away by Vivi. And like you said, Juice is pretty standard. And Kobayashi-san's animation is good, but it's just not my cup of tea, I guess. It's not something I would reference and be like, this is like top-tier animation. So I, I either picked a Wonder Egg or Mushoku, but I don't remember which one. I'm going to actually take a guess that Wonder Egg or Kobayashi will win. I hope so. If Demon Slayer wins, then we know exactly how these awards are. <laughs> I'm going to go apply for a job. Crunchy roll. <laughs> Be the guy in charge of anime awards every single year, please. I'll get roasted every year. Yeah, I mean, some some fans will be angry no matter what. All right, best character design. This is interesting, too. A lot of unique picks. Um, so we have Tadashi Hiramatsu from Jujutsu Kaisen, Baku Kinoshita and Hiromi Nakayami, Nakayama from Odd Taxi, Atsuko Nozaki from Ranking of Kings, Michinori Chiba from Skate the Infinity, Laundraw Flat Studio, and Yuichi Takahashi from Vivi Flores I Song, and Saki Takahashi from Wonder Egg Priority. I picked Vivi. I felt like Vivi's character design was just better than everyone else's. Is Vivi a light novel? No, it's an original story, I think. See, I don't get how you can have best character design when sometimes, like, 
the manga have the character design already pre pre drawn? Maybe for its eye song. I guess the light novel. I like Vivi though. I would choose Vivi regardless. I I think Vivi's done really well. Oh no, this I think it's a light novel, but it came it was published in twenty twenty one, April twenty twenty one. So I feel like it's I feel like it was original story. Yeah, like the an, an the anime came out April. Vivi should probably get it. Agreed. Best score nominee. So just like best soundtrack, right? I can already kind of guess like what you're going to pick. So the first one is Hiroyuki Sawano and Kota Yamamoto from 86. Yuki Kajiuda and Go Shina from Demon Slayer. Mabanua from Megalobox. Pumpy, Vava, and OMSB from Odd Taxi. Satoru Kosaki from Vivi Flores I Song. And Dede Mouse and Mito from Wonder Egg Priority. Yeah, you know what I'm going to pick because it's none of the above. What? Really? No, I don't like any. I've, where is Vanitas? This is this is by far the best score in my opinion. No, but it's like it's like soundtrack. It's not opening themes. It's like the music within the 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 show. I don't think any of the. I mean, I would probably have to choose Vivi. Really? I thought you would pick eighty six. No, eighty six's score is epic. It's good. Like the piano. It's good. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't, I thought it was okay. Really? Wow. Eighty six is like. Score is just like so feelsy. Not like the opening and ending songs, but like everything that they play in between. At least in in the part in season one. I don't know about season two. <laughs> Man, I don't know. That's a tough one for me. Vivi is also in in a music genre anime, obviously, and it has a really good um score too. So I I think I just no. like Vivi, but maybe it's just because I just remember it as a musical anime, like some ties to to it. That is very true. Next one is best VA performance. So voice acting. We got Ayane Sakura. Who does Gabby Braun from AOT Final Season Part 1. We got Yuki Kaji. Who does Aaron Yeager from AOT Season Part 1. We got Kiyoshi Kobayashi. Who does Daisuke Jien from Lupin the Third Part 6. We got Natsuki Hanai. Who does Odokawa from Odd Taxi. Aoi Yuki who does Kumoko from So I'm a Spider, So What? Kanata Aikawa, I, who does I Oto from Wonder Egg Priority. We don't have much options here. Dude, honestly, I don't know if I could even vote for a single one. I think I'm going to take a pass. All right, I voted by default for Aaron for this one because I didn't necessarily think any of them were great. I'm pretty sure the Spider one is in there just because it's a Crunchyroll anime. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can vote for anyone here. I, I wasn't necessarily an any, any draw towards any single one. All right, all right. That one's a pass. We're going to pass, skip this one too. Best VA performance English because we don't watch anything in dub anyways. Yeah, what? Okay, so that gets us to best opening sequence, which unfortunately does not have Vanitas for you, but the picks are Boku no Senso from AOT, Final Season Part 1, Kaibutsu, um, by Yoasobi for from B Stars, Vivid Vice by Hu Ya Extended by Juzu Kaisen Core Two, I Know Supreme by Fana for Miss Kobayashi Sans Dragon Maid S, we got Odd Taxis by Skirt and Pumpy for Odd Taxi obviously, and we have Crybaby by Official Higedan Dizumu for Tokyo Revengers. 
Crybaby is pretty good. I do like Crybaby. I do like Crybaby a lot. Oh yeah, Crybaby is very solid. But yeah, where the where the heck is Vin- Vanessa's ending? Is the one that's I think is is the winner. But I I would probably choose Tokyo Avengers. I just Crybaby's really good. I picked Kaibutsu by Yoasobi because my pick for best opening sequence is not on here, or two of my picks are not on here, which is Pink Blood from To Your Eternity by Utada Hikaru, and the Horimiya opening song is not on here, and I don't know why they're both not on here, because they're both really good. Unfortunate. Honestly, though, anything produced by Yasobi is pretty damn flames. Yeah, the problem was, we'll see it when we get to best ending sequence. I thought you also we had the best ending sequence of 2021. I just didn't want to vote for them twice. So I was just kind of sad that they didn't have the other choices. But it is what it is. Okay, best ending sequence. Again, stupid AOT. <laughs> Shoyuki by Yuko Ando. Um, AOT again. <laughs> and then Yasashi Suisei by Yoasobi for Beastars. We got Shirogane from, by Lisa for Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaba Mugen Train Arc. Nai Nai by Diona for Shadow's House. I don't know what show that is. We have Infinity for, by Yuri for Skate the Infinity. And we have Ganbare Kumoko-san no theme by Watashi via Aoyuki for So I'm a Spider, So What? Hmm. I didn't really like Shirogane that much. Yeah, I thought Shirogane was very average. It's not like Homura from the actual movie. Homura is actually a banger. Honestly, I, I'm gonna I'm not gonna vote for any of these because I think Vanitas has the best ending. I I don't like any of these choices, at all. All right, that's totally fair. I should have done that for the opening. I should have just not voted, but it is what it is. All right, so now we're in the categories or like the genre of, of anime. We'll just go through these quickly because we're pushing past the hour mark, but. For best action, we have AOT season final or AOT final season part one, Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaba Mugen Train Arc, Jujutsu Kaisen Core Two, SSSSS Dina Zenon. I have no idea what that is. Vivi Florets Eye Song. I didn't even know this was action. And Wonder Egg Priority. I did not know that was action either. <laughs> I would choose Jujutsu. All right, that is very fair. I think I picked. AOT by default. Sir, there was like three episodes of fighting. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't I don't like any of these, man. They're all whatever. That's fair. That's fair. They're all they are all whatever. All right, best comedy. I don't think you've watched any of these, so I'm just gonna go through them real quick. We have Don't Toy with Me, Miss Nagatoro, Heaven's Design Team, Komi Can't Communicate, Life Lessons with Uramichi Onisan. Miss Kobayashi-san's Dragon Maid S and Odd Taxi. I don't think Odd Taxi is a comedy, so I voted for Komi because I thought that was the funniest one. But I don't think you've watched any of these. I have not. Okay. Going to best drama. Best drama, we have 86, Fruits Basket, the final season, Kageki Shoujo, Odd Taxi, To Your Eternity, and Wonder Egg Priority. How can Wonder Egg Priority be in best drama and best best action? Weird. 
I would have. I only watched eighty six. So. <laughs> oh man, this this just shows. There's no best isekai category, so you can't vote for any of these. Um, I think I voted for To Your Eternity. Oh wait, no. For best drama, I actually, I actually think I voted for Fruits Basket the final season without watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. You know, Fruits Basket has to get a vote somewhere. I'm going to vote for here because this this is the only chance that it will get. All right. That's best fair. romance. Yeah. Best romance. We got Beastars, which isn't a romance. Fruits Basket, the final season. Don't toy with me, Miss Nagatoro. Horimiya, Komi can't communicate. And the Duke of Death and his maid. Which I don't think you've watched any of these. Two. I haven't. I would go with Fruits okay. Basket. <laughs> All right, good good default pick. I picked I picked Hori Mia because I voted for Fruits Fruits Basket for best drama by default. So I'm I'm putting you know some marbles into each basket here for best fantasy. I guess this is semi your category. Best fantasy we have Mushoku Tensei, Ranking of Kings, The Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime Season Two, The Case Study of Vanitas, To Your Eternity, and One Direct Priority. I will go with Ranking of Kings. Ranking Kings as a fantasy is actually very good. It I, is very good. I cannot deny that. I obviously voted for Mushoku Tensei. Um, but yeah, both both those are very good. All right. Best film. The last category here. I wonder what you will vote for. Hmm. First, we got Bell. Then we got Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0, Thrice Upon a Time. We got Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba, the movie Mugen Train. Josie, the Tiger, and the Fish. Shirobako the movie and words bubble up like a soda pop. It's sad because I watched Violet this year because it came out, but I know it got released in 2020 now. So I can't really vote for it. I have I guess I would have to choose Demon Slayer. It's probably between Demon Slayer and Bell, right? I think the mass majority would choose between Evangelion or Demon Slayer, but oh, that's that's very fair. I'm going with Demon Slayer. All right, I picked Demon Slayer because of the impact. I don't. Shirobako the movie was terrible or not great. Words bubble up like soda pop is not great. Josie the Tiger and the Fish I have not yet watched, but I heard it's pretty good. And Bell's pretty good, but I have not watched Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0. So it was either between Demon Slayer and Bell. So I think that's all of it. Those are all the categories we have. What did you think of this year's uh, anime award categories? Trash. You think garbage, that it's going to do it? As bad as this podcast. <laughs> Terrible. As bad as, as bad as my hot takes. I'm disgusted. The picks aren't great. Um, I'm hoping. I don't know. We'll we'll see how it plays out. I hope some th- there's some representation by the unique shows, but it does feel like AOT or Jujutsu Kaisen is gonna completely dominate the entire show again. But it is what it is. Honestly, yeah. I, I, at this point, I guess we we'll just have to wait, watch, wait and see. February 9th is when the results are up, so I guess we can talk about it then. Not Alrighty, thrilled. We'll talk about it again then. Not thrilled. <laughs> Maybe we'll do like a live 
I guess, reaction to the results and just our disgust. Yeah, honestly, I'm going to come with even hotter takes on the, on those uh, results probably. But I guess in summary, like, anime of the year awards are always subjective. And at the end of the day, I guess it is what you like. I very, very, very unenthused with this list, but <sighs> what can I do about it? I like trash anime. Well, you can go watch some more trash anime or go play some Pokemon now that Pokemon's out. So you could ignore all the anime. <laughs> I'm going to be searching for those alpha Pokemon whenever I actually get Arceus. Until then, though, I will uh, be sitting on my chair waiting, watching AOT. Yeah, that's a... You want a hard copy problem. <laughs> So I guess I guess we'll see. Um, I do want to talk about this season's anime next week. So that's yeah, we can talk about episode. it next week. Um, yeah. Again, sorry for the delays in all these productions of our podcast. But you know, going forward, I think hopefully this year is a bit more interesting. Hopefully, we're not stuck talking about AOT, Demon Slayer, and Jujutsu all day, every day. Yeah, I mean, we'll think of more topics to kind of talk about, have some content ready and not talk about weekly shows all the time because it's hard, obviously, with Demon Slayer and AOT being the focal point of these seasons to not spoil everything because I obviously don't want to spoil anything um, related to those shows, but yeah, I'm sure there's a lot to talk about. All right, well, that sounds good. Um... I'm going to contemplate this list over again as I sleep tonight and probably have nightmares about how Sunny Boy made it to top anime of the year. But until then, <laughs> uh, I guess take it easy, watch some anime, and we'll jump back until next week. All right, peace out, weeboos. All right, see you guys.